over the line. Marner going to the net. There's the backhand. They score! Sandine coming in off the wing. And Mitch Marner spotted him, and he makes a great backhand. And Rasmus Sandine opens the scoring for Toronto. Yes, he did. Rasmus Sandin, red hot offensively lately, but let's not bury the lead. Story of the night, Eric Schalgren not making his NHL debut. That came Sunday in the outdoor game, but making his first career NHL start. And I don't know, how do you like stopping 35 of 35 in your first ever NHL start? He gets the shutout at home. The Leafs are back. Everything's great. Oh, man, it's amazing how 48 hours could change a ton in Leafs Nation. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with you for Leafs Nation postgame. Gordo, how you feeling after a 4-0 win? Shogrin, Shogrin, Shogrin. Yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone knew how to pronounce it before the other day when he got called up. They thought it was Cole Grin, Cole <laughs> Grin, so... Uh, by the way, when you're looking at caps, he signed next year as well, 750, and he has a minor league clause at 450. Mm. I'm getting way ahead of myself, but you know, cap <laughs> problems and goaltending. I mean, there, there's more than the goaltender that meets the eye, and also, it's funny, Brent. The context is, and this, Eric Schalgren does not need to wear this, but Garrett Sparks had this similar um, coronation. You know, like like what what do you call it? Uh, uh, well, your party, the Bon Vivant party, when you're coming mm. out kind of party. And it shut out his first game, and it never got going. And I'm not saying that's 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 a fair comparable to Shogun or not. It just means more about keep things in context. But, hey, you never know. You never know. And sometimes acts born of somewhat desperation work out. He's the number one guy with the Toronto Marlies. He beat out Joe Wall. And, um, you know, you know what I thought about tonight's game? Jake Ottinger actually played phenomenal in a losing loss so for good. Dallas. <laughs> but it's like there's certain games where you need a goaltender to be sensational. This wasn't one of them for Toronto, but they're like officials. You need them not to be noticed, not to be noticed for the bad goal against, you know, that kind of thing. And he certainly wasn't as a minimum. No, and I mean, hey, you know, when, when you have a goaltender come in at this time of the year, everyone immediately is going to the Jordan Bennington thing. And, okay, maybe we're not there yet, but – this is as good a start as you could possibly have, and it just couldn't have come at a better time for this team. Like, you, you go through the first period there, and the Leafs, you know, I think they played really, really well tonight, but I actually thought the way the game started, Dallas was kind of taking the play to them. I believe they had the first three or four shots uh, of the game, and the kids able to kind of stand in there and stonewall Dallas and give the Leafs some hope, some life, and just the way that it's been going for them in net lately, I can't imagine what it felt like for that team. I, You know, I don't know if they're actually saying it on the bench to each other or if they're saying it to themselves, but, man, we're actually getting some saves, and look at that. We're, we're still in this game that, that we're playing well. Like, it's not lost on me that the team looks so good tonight and is part of that that they were bound to have a bounce-back game and find their form. Yeah, but I think part of that was also the kind of shot in the arm they got by, by getting some saves, and that's not to say that the team doesn't believe in Campbell anymore or anything like that, but I, I don't know how you can look at anything else and say it's anything but that shot in the arm that you got from him because the, the team just clearly had some faith that if, you know, they didn't have to block every single shot. They gave up 35 of them tonight. It wasn't like, uh, you know, he faced no work. It's just, it's amazing what a little confidence in, in your goaltending can do for the group in front. Yeah, Brent, you know, it's not if, did they say it, did they feel it, right? And, um, and you know, maybe, and I don't, I don't think that's an inaccurate assessment about, uh, do they feel it about the goaltending? Nobody ever, you don't, you don't want to hang your goaltender out to dry verbally. So, 
in, in tonight's case, you know, and I use Garrett Sparks as one um, example. Then you were on the first intermission with George and show. I was on the second. And I, w- I remember like Casca Cascasu. Remember that? Oh, yeah. In like, Pittsburgh. It was horrible. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. <laughs> you know, so sometimes you do these kind of debuts and they couldn't go any worse. And that's what you fear. And certainly, and and already, um, Shalgren came in in that Arizona game and really showed well in a game that all of a sudden became a game, right, when it looked when it was a blowout. So um, he's ahead of Kaskasu in that regard about just – I don't even know if I count him. I don't count him as a developing from within, but I'll, I don't care. I'll take it. Develop, developing from within the Toronto Marlies, possibly to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, and th- and that's what it is. You you you've been banging the drum forever. You have to find a way to have guys within your organization that you know. Hey, it's great if they can be stop gaps. Like maybe you're seeing something here from from Shalgren. If they can end up being a piece and actually you know factoring in the goaltending decisions going forward, that's exactly what what you would want. And you know, I did mention the Jordan Binnington name. I'll, I'll throw out one other kind of similarity between the two. You know, we know Jordan Binnington won an OHL championship uh, with with Owen sound Shalgren won a title at the at the Swedish Elite League uh, his last season over there as a starting netminder so uh crazier things have happened uh, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself but but please uh, just let me dream for for a minute there you know in terms of in terms of the team in front of them I, I really like this game from the least tonight uh obviously it starts in the first period Sandine jumping in the play that's a great 200 foot play from him you get Tavares there uh you know he looks like a different player uh with with Marner a, on his wing there well, where do you want to start in terms of the team in front of them tonight because I thought there were so many positives we could pick from. Yeah, you know, Brent, that's why it's, it's not dissing Shalgren. What a phenomenal, you know, your first NHL start is a shutout, but you're not the story. The story is the way the Leafs played in front of you. And early on, you're correct that Dallas had an edge early, but I, I loved, like, like this is the way I envision the Leafs play as many of the 82 games as possible, right? Like, like not dominant but dominating the game. There's certain games you'll be dominant. There'll be a game or two you get dominated against. And I just, uh, to your point, loved the whole flow, the Leafs, the, after Dallas had the, had the early charge, the taking control, the complete team effort the Maple Leafs showed tonight. The calmness, it wasn't about, you know, we didn't even talk about it about, oh my God, they got a 3 nothing lead, will Dallas come back? You know, it just was a different kind of game. You, you, you never thought for a second because it wasn't kind of the run and gun back and forth like 8-7 that Dallas was going to come back. The Leafs really had their mojo in all ends of the rink. Yeah, they they did. And, you know, I'll I'll kind of I'll, I'll kind of pick up uh, off you there in in terms of the the way their lines looked. It's just you know for so so often lately you look at it and you go, okay, you really like that checking line. You like what what Camp and McKayev and company are able to do there. And of course, you love the Matthews line. But then the other two just look a little lost at times. And you know, even the fourth line tonight, maybe the maybe the couple days off. I, I know we got in there in the Heritage Classic is what Jason Spezza needed because he looked a little more spry. It just felt like players were kind of connecting a little, little more easily for for him tonight. And then you know that that third line, the, the check-in line of Mikheyev, Camp, and Engvall there. I have loved, loved, loved the way McKay has been playing lately. I think that trio as a whole works really well together, but Ilya McKayev just looks like, I don't want to say a different player because you, you notice him more times than not, but it's just he seems to have an extra jump, an extra gear. He's holding on to the puck a, a, a little longer, and man, I, I just I really, really like what they're, what they're getting out of him right now as well. 
Yeah, Brent, eight shots on net for uh, Mikheyev. That's that says a lot. That's a lot of shots on. I didn't even see second. that number. That's yeah. a that's a ton. <laughs> the second highest was five by Nylander, and then it goes down right after that. So yeah, eight shots on net. Good on, uh, and that's what what you want Mikheyev doing. And let's let's bring the D in the picture, like mm-hmm. all the D, all the D. Like there there's there's not plays that you say, oh my God, so and so got exposed. He made a bad play. He showed his inexperience. He did whatever. Um, I I really don't remember off any examples like that maybe you do off the top of my head tonight no I mean it felt like even the good chances Dallas got it felt like plays that I mean you don't love but they're going to happen in a game against a team like Dallas it was it was losing battles in front of the net and look you always want to box out your man but a guy like you know I'll just pick a guy Joe Pavelski Alex Radulov those type of guys they're big strong dad strength having guys and it's just you're going to lose battles from time to time but that's that's the point of having a goaltender you know there's a reason you don't play with a shooter tutor in net and it's because occasionally you, you need some say and the fact they were able to get him tonight, I think that just highlights things. You know, so often when we're we're picking on defensemen, and I I think we're all we're all guilty of this is we we judge the error after the puck has gone in the net. And sometimes you see a night like tonight where your goalie's perfect, and yeah, that little play that we would have really picked on if it ended up in a goal, you can kind of let it go. And I, I thought the same thing. You know, when we talk about the D pairs, for me, the thing that most jumped out to me, and again, I want to be so clear. One game. We can't get too far ahead of ourselves. Okay, okay. Ilya Labushkin playing up with Morgan Riley. You know, Morgan Riley looks great with TJ Brody as his partner. No one's going to say any differently. But the other guys Riley has looked great against or with playing in his career, the first one that comes to mind is Ron Hainsey. And, you know, Labushkin and Hainsey are a little bit of different players. But having that guy who's not trying to do anything too sexy, having that guy who just wants to kind of win a puck battle and let you freestyle, let you roam around, you know, that's been a pair that's worked in the past for Riley. So, I, you know, I know they've tried Lilligren up there with him. Uh, I thought Labushkin was kind of the 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 best version of that we've seen. Obviously, Brody plays well with Riley as well, but I think if you can have them split up and Labushkin can be a good partner, that's going to go a far, far way for this team. Yeah, no, agreed, agreed. And, you know, you're looking at, um, you know, I, I don't know the Dallas play tonight. What, what uh, I, I thought they played hard in many, many ways. So I'm just saying uh, I, I love the Team D. What, what Whatever you put together tonight, uh, uh, you know, Sheldon Keefe, I like the way the D played. And then you've got, a couple of variables. Rasmus Sandin is kind of the new up-and-coming kid X-Factor. He had a monster game. Not yep. just the fact he scored that goal. And I loved when he was asked the question, hey, you got all these goals recently. Any idea? No idea. I like that. I like that. You know what? <laughs> just play. Have fun. Kick ass. You know, feel comfortable, right? Don't, you know, don't, don't, you know, whatever. And, and it's coming for you. And then John Tavares is 20th of the year. And, you know, getting a chance to play on the, the big line, so to speak. And, you know, maybe some some decisions down the road for not decisions, something for Sheldon Keefe to know he has and contemplate and figure out what's the best balance lines, you know. So anyway, um, uh, that was also a factor. They scored the first two goals and gave them the two nothing lead. But, you know, Tavares stepping in for Austin Matthews, which is weird because, you know, John Tavares came here with Austin Matthews already here. Mm-hmm. And John Tavares, for the moment he got drafted from the New York Islanders, he stepped in for nobody, right? That's it's right. just been kind of interesting. He, he's uh, understood and accepted that from the word go. But the other side, hopefully Rans- Rasmus Sandin is stepping in as a, as a really reliable NHL defenseman that you could give serious minutes to in the playoffs. Yeah, so a couple things on that for me. Sa- Sandin, you know, he feels to me like the prime candidate for 
it feels like every time a team who hasn't done it before wins a cup or goes on a big run in a play in the playoffs, you have to have one or two or three guys take a leap. And we all think one day Rasmus Sandin is going to be a stalwart top four D for this team. It might be happening right now. And if you're going to go on a run in the playoffs, he is one of those guys who has to kind of grow up right before your eyes as the team goes on a run. And I think you've seen big time flashes of that this year. I mean, the goals are nice. It's great. But if Rasmus Sandin didn't score a goal all year, you'd still love what, what he gives you. And then in terms of Tavares, you know, I'm sure, you know, we were on with, we were on with George and show in the intermissions. I, I'm sure they asked you about it is the idea of do now that Matthews is out, he's going to be out for one more game. Do you just stick? Do you just stick with Marner and Tavares together? You know, we know Matthews and Marner and Bunting are going so well, but this feels like the kind of perfect on ramp to say, okay, we know that works. We can go back to it, and it feels to me like Austin Matthews can be pretty close to Austin Matthews, whether it's Nylander, whether it's Marner on his line. But I do feel like Tavares, you know, just he, hey, he's a little older player. He needs the the help of a guy like Mitch Marner, and hey, who wouldn't? It just feels to me like this is the perfect time to try to maybe let those two stick together and play together for a while and just see if if that's what it takes to kind of have your actual one-two punch as opposed to a clear first line and a clear second line you know it's worth trying I'll start with that then we don't watch it enough to know like breaking down the minutia what gives you your best two lines okay Mm -hmm. so what gives you okay so it's one thing to have a first line that's a 10 and then second lines a five can you get a first line that's a Mm 9.5 and the second line's an eight you know like what like what is best and i think that's kind of part of the question now it they may stick with what they have status quo but then they may choose to change it in the playoffs and i've continued to talk about forever about when uh, a philip deno is against you then you have to get whoever he's not against to come up big cuz that's what playoffs are all of a sudden these these players make a big big difference so that that's the way I look at it right now. I think there's there there's an awareness. Obviously, John Tavares will be better player with Mitch Marner on his wing, and um, whether they do something permanent down the road or just have that in the back pocket, that's up. That's why Sheldon Keith gets the bigger bucks than you and I do. Yeah, uh, just slightly, just just like ever, so just move the the decimal place, and then just keep moving, and and then you uh, you get to the uh, the same salaries there. It's it's a tough decision, but you're right that that's exactly what what he has to do. Uh, you know, I I can only imagine what it's like uh, in that locker room, or well, I I'm seeing a picture of it now. It looks like absolute kind of madness in there. It must be a cool cool scene uh, for Shalgren. You know, I I'm sure you've talked about this. I haven't got a chance to say it yet. So good a time as any. We're talking about Matthews and, and how he fits in best on the team and and who you should play him with my my thoughts on the suspension quickly uh that to me felt like a one game suspension that they kind of tacked an extra game on to to make sure one everybody knows they're taking it seriously and two it was a kind of front and center game one because it's the Leafs two because it's a standalone outdoor game uh you know I'm not going to rant and rave about it as I'm I'm want to do but I, it, it did feel a little heavy to me where, where did you come down on the Matthews suspension well, I'm still stunned about the Jason Spezza six, six games. That, <laughs> so that's, one, that's what I still use, like, wow. Like, wow. And that's not from a Toronto point of view. That's just assessing it. Um, I'm okay with it. My guess was one. Uh, it's uh, it's too bad he doesn't play Thursday. Carolina is just such a good test, but that doesn't factor into. Oh, and his best bud? Listen, I think um, probably hurts him. He's not going to get – he's not going to be in the final three for the Lady Bing Trophy <laughs> <laughs> like he was last year for the most gentlemanly player. So 
Uh, we mentioned at the start the positives, or maybe I was talking to show and George about that. Just love the feistiness, love the compete, love the fact that he liked that he was succeeding on the big stage, which he did getting the overtime goal in BMO Field, whatever number of years earlier against Detroit. And he was a little pissed, you know, and and that that all part's okay. That all part's okay. Hopefully in the future, I believe he was aiming for the shoulder. Um, you got to believe he was because otherwise that's crazy if he wasn't. But he didn't catch the shoulder, so uh, that's why the supplementary discipline came into play. And I would have, you know, me, I would have given him one game, but I'm okay with two. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of where I, I come down on it as well. And la- last kind of point on that play, Rasmus Dallin's neck must be made of titanium steel because I don't know how – it's just like the amount of force that he did hit him with. Again, he was going for the shoulder, but he uh, he hit him pretty, cle- pretty clean. And, yeah, Dallin, we think of him as a kind of – you know, he comes into the league. He's this smooth skating D. You think of him snapping it around. The uh, fact that he can hold his own in a uh, physical confrontation yeah. with Austin Matthews, uh, not not bad for him. Uh, well, I want to hear I, from some – sorry, go yeah, ahead. I, I, just, just a quick one. The other part is because he did embellish – uh, not embellish. That's not even the right word. But like Austin Matthews should have got a major, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and he didn't. And you know, a lot of like I got I, to your point. I got to give I got to give Rasmus Dalling credit. Like first, he didn't uh, overemphasize embellish, fake it. And also, you know what? He's a tough dude. Austin Matthews and Rasmus Dalling, two number one picks who uh, were not drafted for being tough dudes, are both tough dudes. Yeah, and I think that's the thing you want to see come out of Matthews. You see his physicality. He uses it so much more as he's kind of growing in his NHL career. And, you know, we all think back to the picture last year from the playoffs of him chuckling while Sherratt's trying to ragdoll him. Uh, if if that's the kind of attitude you're going to see from him on a Sunday in Hamilton against the Sabres, I think it can carry its way uh, over to the postseason. Uh, I do want to hear from, from Leafs goaltender uh, Eric Schalgren. We'll hear from him in just a sec. But before we hear from him, Gord, do they go back to him on Thursday? I mean, I felt like coming into this, it was a 50-50 proposition that they go back to him. I don't know how you can't give him the net now. Oh, well, okay. Okay, yeah, I, I'm still back 50-50. I'm not, like, you can give him the net Thursday. Like, you can do the momentum factor in that. But, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, he's, he's got to play games. You got to find out. This could, be, this could be a diamond in the rough. But you cannot, cannot, uh, like you've got to keep Morazic in the mix for now. You've got that comfort level being in the playoffs, uh, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, every every game you win or lose doesn't really matter playoff wise. So you have to still see if you can salvage what you believe Morazic can bring. Can bring. No. I, I'm with you on that. I don't think you can afford to lose a guy, especially because you've got him on your books for, for two years after that. But I also think you've you've really got to see if you've got something here uh, in, in Shogren. Uh, I've just said his name about 15 times. We just uh, heard him and saw him make 35 saves tonight. Uh, let's hear from the guy who just got a shutout in his first NHL start. How does that feel? Just the first NHL start? The first game? Uh, yeah, feels good. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of emotions, but I'm really happy for the winner. What went through your head before the game, and what's going through your head as third period is going on in your personal life? Um, before the game, I just try to try to treat it as a as a regular game, you know. And uh, I have my routines, uh, so just try to try to do my game day routines. And uh, yeah, uh, during the game, I just try to try to not think too much. So. Uh, yeah, obviously at the end there, I was happy to 
happy we could uh, keep the shot up. It's the most, it was probably the most watched crease in hockey. You know, that crease you're in tonight, how did you, you seem calm on the outside? What were you feeling on the inside? Um, yeah, I felt calm. I felt good. Uh, and, you know, I've uh, played some big games before, but uh, obviously not uh, not in the NHL, but I uh, have some experience of, uh, of big games. So you just try to, try to, like I said, treat it as a normal, normal uh, game and uh, just uh, embrace the moment. Where does that calmness and composure come from, do you think, for you? And how you're able to not let the moment get the best of you? Um, I, I don't know. I just try to, uh, have fun, you know, and enjoy this, this moment. Uh, it's obviously my, my first NHL start. So, uh, I just try to try to have fun. It sounds, uh, sounds like cliche, but that's how I try to embrace, uh, this game. What did you see in the team's playing for you? Uh, I think they play great. I think we had a great PK, uh, third period. We, we, uh, really shut them down and we got, a. Uh, one more goal there, and uh, so uh, yeah, obviously a great game by the guys. I know there are a few deflections now. Did you see fuck well tonight? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. I think uh, um, yeah, the guys, like I said, did a great job in front of me, taking away tips and uh, screens. So yeah, uh, really appreciate the guys. Last year in Sweden, you were the the backup, but then by the time the playoffs came around, you took over the crease. You won a championship. Um, there's an opportunity to maybe do something like that here. Do you think that, you know, you might be able to take over this preseason? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to take this very day by day. Uh, I've been up, I was called up less than a week ago. So I'm still, uh, still just trying to enjoy this to be up here and try to get better every day. So, uh, try to not, uh, think too much here. Have you had a chance to check your phone yet? I'm assuming people are watching back home, family and friends. No, I haven't. We, uh, we'll see. I'll probably have some text uh, to answer tomorrow. What do people think? About, I mean, I'm assuming you found out yesterday, like, you know, conversations with family back home, or did you just sort of block everything out? Um, yeah, obviously I talk uh, talk with my, my family, and uh, uh, my girlfriend is a uh, great support here too, so I just try to... I have a small bubble that uh, really, uh, yeah, believes in me and uh, pushes me. So I just try to spend some time with, uh, yeah, try to act like a normal day, spend time with my girlfriend, have some calls with my family, and obviously they're they're happy for me. Growing up there, were there any goalies in the NHL that you really followed and, and tried to emulate your style watching them? Right now or when I grow up? You're growing up. Yeah, obviously I watched a lot of uh, Henry Blomqvist. Uh He was uh, he was my my big idol growing up, so uh, I uh, try to watch him as much as I could. You took Jonas Gustafsson's number. He must have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously he was a uh, he was a great goalie here too. So uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of Swedes Swedes uh, that you can uh, study, and I I did growing up. Did uh, Sheldon or John or any of your teammates say anything to you before the game? Any advice, or um, you know, I, I uh, Steve, uh, goalie coach here, has been has been great since I came up, and uh, uh, he he just uh, try to try to make me feel calm and uh, enjoy this moment, and uh, yeah, our uh, relationship is uh, working really well here. So uh, yeah, everyone's been uh, very supportive and trying to help me help me uh, be good here. 
There is Eric Schalgren following his 35-save shutout in his first-ever NHL start. Uh, you know, they mentioned the monster, Jonas Gustafsson. They, he used to wear 50 here, the last guy to wear 50. And we've mentioned his name already once tonight, Kazmir Kaskasuo. And I think we can say uh, the night went a little better uh, for Schalgren than it yeah. did uh, for Kaskasuo back uh, back in Pittsburgh. Uh, tape is trickling in. I want to hear from Rasmus Sandin. He was very animated. We'll see if we'll hear from uh, Leafs head coach Sheldon Keefe. A lot more to do here on Leaf Station postgame. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Keep listening on Sportsnet 5.9 of the fan. What a night it is in Leafs Nation. Leafs 4-0 winners over the Stars. Nick Robertson winning the Robertson Bowl without factoring in on the score sheet. Eric Schalgren stopping 35 shots in his NHL starting debut to pick up a shutout. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick here with me. Before we hear from Gord, and we always want to do that, let's hear from Leafs defenseman Rasmus Sandin. He's okay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, he uh, he made some really good saves. He looked really comf- confident in that uh, comeback there. So, um, really happy for him and uh you know it's uh we were we were saying we're, we're gonna do everything we can now to, to get the shout out after you had you know two two first really good periods and then you know stepped up made some really good saves for us and yeah so, as i said super happy for him how much is it on all your minds in the third period as you're getting closer to the shutout that you don't want to be the guy that's in the state yeah at the end i was like yeah i don't know because i was wasn't on the ice for a couple minutes i was like i don't know if you should put me on right now because i don't i don't i don't want to destroy his day but no, but he uh, he looked as I said really calm back there and uh, super happy for him. He uh, really deserved it. What was different about how you guys played in front of your goal? I just think we uh, we we played a little bit harder. Uh, I think we are we really focused on our defensive game in a different different aspect today. I think we we uh, really took the defensive side of the puck first and then uh, you know try to build off of that. So uh, a lot of things in this game that we uh, really need to. Get uh, get stuck to and, and keep doing every game. Um, and uh, you know some things we still need to clean up. I think, but I think overall, I mean, we we win uh, and we uh, we have a shout out and we really needed that. So um, yeah, it's really happy to get the, get the win today. Can you take us through your goal, Rasmus, where you have the hit beat in the defensive zone, move up guys and score on the pass from Rich. Yeah, um, I mean, in the beginning there, I saw Radulov coming on me. I, th- I thought he was going to try to hit me, so I was just trying to hit him back and. Um, I was a little bit stronger today, so I was good. Um, and then after, I mean, the puck uh, just goes up really quick, and I try to join the rush, and, uh, and we have, I mean, two world-class players making really good plays for me there and, and before I get the puck. So, um, you know, John is driving the D-man near or down to the to the, to the the goalie and creates a lot of space for me, and I was just trying to take it to the net. So uh, really happy to get, to get that goal for sure. Are you encouraged by the staff to jump into those types of plays when you see fit? I think even from from I got drafted here, I think that's been a part of my game. And they, uh, I mean, they they just they just want me to develop in, in my own type of play. And uh, you know, that's that's what I've been doing since since I was young. Um, and you know, they just want to keep make me uh, or want me to keep making plays. And uh, yeah, read the game. I think that's one of my strengths in my game. So uh, I just want to join the rush whenever uh, I think it's a good idea to do it. So uh, it's happy it uh, worked out today. Eric's a few years older than you. Do you know him from back home? Have you ever come across paths him or just when he signed the first time you kind of... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he played played against my brother a lot uh, growing up. So I've, I've seen him play and I obviously knew who he was. I mean, he had the terrific playoffs in, in Sweden that year and um, I skated with him this summer as well in Stockholm. So um was... Uh, 
Um, you know, I, I was scoring a lot of goals on him in the summer, but he um, he was well prepared. He was, uh, you know, working really, really hard in the summer. I really saw him uh, up close. So, um, as I said, I'm so happy for him, and I really deserved it tonight. Is he this low key all the time in front? Like, is, or is he? Does he let loose? Does he smile a lot? Like, what, what's he like behind the scenes? Have we only seen the, the stoic goalie so far? Yeah, um, you know, he smiles a lot. I'll tell you that he's uh, he's just so nice. I mean, he's the greatest guy. Uh, to be around, yeah, yeah, he's really starting to be uh, a little bit more confident now around the group and uh, take some more space. And especially with the Swedes too, he's starting to really grow here. And um, you know, he's been playing terrific with the Marlies, and uh, we've been having some dinners and stuff with him, even when it's been down. So um, you know, he's just the greatest guy, and uh, as I said, that makes it even more special. And uh, so happy for him. How has uh, Labushkin's physicality helped the blue line? Do you think? I mean, we we need some physicality in our team. I mean, I think that's that's a big part of hockey. Uh, you know, separate a guy from the puck and you know get a guy in like that. Um, I don't know what you said, the Russian bear. Um, so you know, it's it's great to have him. I mean, he he. Had, I mean, every game he comes out with a couple of really really nice hits and uh, is playing really good back there. Same thing with him. I mean, he's starting to grow in, starting to learn how we are playing here, and um, you know, he's uh, he's doing a terrific job. And uh, same thing there, greatest guy ever too. So um, happy to have him, and he's. Uh, we, we we need that stuff in our team. When our team came up, did you uh, did you go and say hello to him, welcome to the team, given the fact that he kind of knew you from back home and he was Yeah, I think there was some struggle too with it, with his schedule, so he didn't get the schedule the first day. So he texted me for the schedule and asked me how to get into the rink. <laughs> so that was the first text I got and um, into this rink. Yes, yeah, so I was uh, letting him in here. Um, so that was kind of how I figured out he was called up. And um, yeah, super happy for him. You mentioned that you're feeling stronger today. Uh, what was the process like coming back from the illness? Um, it was tough. Um, you know, I was pretty sick when I was uh, was at home too. Um, so first couple of days was a little tough. Um, you know, heart rate was up, and I uh, felt like I haven't been on the ice for a while. Um, but it's been pretty quick too, and it's coming back very quick. So uh, right now, just enjoying being around the group again and uh, playing some uh, some good hockey. So we're uh, I'm, I'm very happy to be back for sure. The way Austin's been going, he's like good for a goal a game these days with yet with him out of the lineup does that get the attention of the group why do you think you were able to play this well without <clears throat> i mean it, first off i mean it's nuts how he's been playing i think it's just crazy um you know i think i think he's the best player in the world i mean he's he's doing everything for us he's back checking he's for checking he's doing everything for us really um i mean i think he has 45 goals now too uh, i mean we're joking about it in the locker room if i 40 got 45 goals in my career i'm happy um, so it's, it's, it's insane, but I mean, when he's out now, we're, we're obviously missing a key piece in our team, but, um, we have guys stepping up, uh, taking that spot too. And, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to help each other as much as we can, no matter who we're playing with. So I think the guys did a really good job today and, um, really happy to get to win. Man, this Rasmus Sandin, he's going to be doing sets at Yuck Yucks. He keeps it up. Funny, funny guy. He's confident on the ice. You can see it. Uh, you can hear it off the ice. Gord, uh, I love hearing that from him. Uh, very fun post game. About time, about time. You know, <laughs> I, I, you know, like the Dion Phaneuf, Phil Kessel era, and they droned on. And I really like Dion a lot, but just that was part of it. Just be yourself. Yep. People like just shoot the breeze, just have some pizzazz, right? No heavy lifting. You're not splitting the atom. I, I've really enjoyed what what he has had to say, and and I hope more to come. And I I think that's where uh, Brent Austin Matthews has really grown as far as that personality, showing more of his personality in the post game things as well. Yeah, he, he totally has. He's definitely more comfortable in himself. And, you know, that's kind of the bet. 
you know, go back to ditching the no facial hair and maybe they don't have to wear a full three-piece suit to games. That's the whole bet, right? Be a little more of yourself, own it, be more comfortable in that, and it, it should shine through on the ice. Uh, a, a tremendous night uh, at Scotiabank tonight for the Leafs, a tremendous night for Eric Schalgren, one uh, he won't he won't uh, forget anytime soon. I was about to say regret. He won't regret it either, uh, definitely not. Uh, you get a shutout in your first NHL start. You are a happy, happy camper, uh, just like the Leafs are with them. Leafs off tomorrow, then they're back at it Thursday against the Hurricanes. We'll see who gets the net. I'd expect it's the guy you uh, saw tonight. Gordo, uh, any, any last thoughts before we get out of here and uh, get ready for the Leafs and Hurricanes on Thursday? No, all good. All good. That, that, that's tonight. The Toronto Maple Leafs are what we hope the Toronto Maple Leafs can be. And uh, really enjoyed it. Fun game. Hopefully more of the same against a more difficult Carolina opponent on Thursday. That's right. Uh, the Stanley Cup favorites. Uh, if you ask Sheldon Keefe uh, from many moons ago, and yes, in the words of Denny Green, the Leafs are who they thought they were for at least tonight. Brent Gunning, Gord Stellick alongside me. Leafs, 4 nothing winners at home. They'll be back Thursday against the Hurricanes. Thanks so much for listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan.